Hi, welcome to our inaugural episode of Join Us at the Bar. We're here for you. I'm Lisa Hansen, and this is my co-host, Haley Bullman. We are your communications department for the Iowa State Bar Association, and we are just so happy to be launching this podcast and have you join us. Yes, and why this podcast? Because we've received dozens of comments from our legal community members, Iowa State Bar Association members, and more on how we should be doing a podcast. And so here we are. Here we are. Doing our podcast. Here for you. Yes. And also, it's just another way to connect in a more informal type of environment. Yes, we are looking forward to getting together with you probably every other month, um, maybe more. But for now, that's our that's our goal is to see you every other month for some lighthearted conversation and uh, just going to talk about some different topics uh, related to the law. That's right. And to make it fun, we did have a naming competition for this podcast. We did. It was pretty cool. We got 23 awesome entries. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will announce a couple of the finalists because they were some good ones. There were some good ones. We We had to share them. We were so happy to have people participate. Yes. So our top finalists were the Practice Pod. Love it. So Law Practice Podcast. That was from Vanessa and Cedar Rapids. Yep. And then blah, 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 B-L-A-W, swing. <laughs> Thank you to Michael from Atumwa. So thanks to all who shared their ideas. We really appreciate your engagement and want to hear your feedback. Yes. Going on, going forward, all throughout um, this journey that we're going to take with you, you can always reach out to us at communications at iowabar.org. We welcome your feedback. We welcome your topic suggestions. And uh, we do have more competitions. Uh, not competitions. That sounds great. Contests. Yes, contests. Yes. yes. We have more opportunities for you to get a shout out from us uh, in the future. We did come up with our winner, which was Join Us at the Bar. We pitched that because we want you to feel as though you're joining us. We want you to feel included. We know that um, opportunities for personal engagement have, you know, kind of taken a hit post-COVID, during COVID, and so we want you to join us in this lighthearted conversation, um, whether you're just listening or watching, um, but join us. Join us at the bar. Yes, join us at the bar, and also, I guess I would just add to that, getting away from the bar connotation. For example, when I started working with bar associations and now at the Iowa State Bar Association, some of those people that didn't know me very closely or didn't know I was in the legal industry would ask, oh, so you're in an association for drinking establishments. So just kind of overcoming that and more normalizing the use of the bar and Iowa State Bar as a credentialed, obviously, bar exam for lawyers. Yes. So, so whether you're sitting for the bar, you're just going to take the bar, whether you recently passed the bar or whether you've been a member of the bar for decades. Uh, we hope that you find this entertaining and enjoyable. To explain the structure of our podcast episodes going forward, every episode will have a theme. Yes. And then we'll also have a leadership development takeaway. Yep. Our structure will also include a, what is it, Lisa? Wait, what? <laughs> this episode is shocking statistic. <laughs> An eye-opening fact. And then finally, we'll round it out with a specific case study from a case here in Iowa, from Iowa Supreme Court or Iowa Court of Appeals. Yes. Quick point of clarification, just to clear up any misconceptions, not attorneys. So (laughs) nothing in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, taken as legal advice. 
no official positions of the Bar Association. We are just here to um, maybe play some devil's advocate on cases that have happened, maybe give more of a layman's perspective on things. And again, always welcoming your feedback, not attorneys. Yep. But we're here for the attorneys. We're here for you. <laughs> exactly. At the bar. So setting the agenda for this episode. We are going to go forward with the theme of divorce slash family law this morning. Kind of more leaning in towards common law marriage. Yes. So we'll get to that. And then our leadership development takeaway is a personality assessment yes. that Lisa and I both took and we're excited to share our results with you and figured it's actually worked out well as our first episode to get to know your hosts. Yes, that's um, right. That's join right. us at the bar. And uh, learn a little bit about us. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe yourself if you take the assessment. That's right. But uh, as part of a leadership tie-in, you know, obviously personalities, working together in your personal lives, maybe even in your spousal relationships, knowing and being self-aware of your personality tendencies or characteristic, you know, tendencies or behaviors. And being aware of others' That's true. tendency yes. to behave a certain way or you know make yes. decisions this way can be very helpful when we're talking about you know in your law practice, working with your lawyer, legal professional colleagues, interacting with your clients, and for the um, community of legal consumers, possibly even choosing your attorney because yes, personality yeah. has a lot to do with it as well as skill. Yes, <laughs> and also whether um, it might be premature but it could also help you in your client selection, right? I mean, if it could potentially help you avoid one of those clients where you're just like, absolutely not, this is not working for me. So maybe as part of your client intake, you know, it, it only takes 10 minutes, it's free, it's online. Um, we're gonna share that information with you as to where to find it. They're not a sponsor yet, uh, so we, we have no ties <laughs> to them, but we did, we found it to be pretty accurate and a little bit surprising. So Haley, your big surprise. Yes, okay, so my big surprise. So this is the big five personality assessment. Yes, that's right. There's research done behind um, identifying five key indicators of personality. And so the big five are the five different types of personality characteristics. So I guess maybe we should name those first. It would be oh, yeah. um, openness yep. to experiences, meaning mm -hmm. distinguishes imaginative, creative people from conventional or more practical. Mm -hmm. Conscientiousness, which is how we control and regulate and direct impulses. Extroversion, which means engagement with the external world. Agreeableness, so cooperation, social harmony, and neuroticism which is a tendency to experience negative feelings, coping, emotional reactions, that type of thing. And so you take the assessment, it's a bunch of kind of quick multiple choice questions. And my big takeaway or surprise, I guess, for taking it this time was I have taken this assessment in my past uh, experience at Drake through a leadership development masters and my highest score was on extroversion. I can see that. So above I can see that. everything else, <laughs> I definitely um, scored higher on extroversion. This time I took it and I scored highest on conscientiousness. Kind of interesting to see a shift in where the high score was. Lisa, what was your kind of surprising takeaway? I know you had something fun to share. I did. Well, it's probably very surprising like for my family. Uh, my, <laughs> highest, my highest score was in um, agreeableness. And so I was curious if it has something to do with 
at this point in my life, I just go with the flow or, you know, I mean, I would be interested to see if things change to Haley's point. She took it five years ago. Does it change as you age? Does it change over time? Um, but my biggest shocker was that my lowest score was, how do you say it? Extrovertism? Oh yeah. Extra, yeah. Extroverted. Yeah. Extroverted. extroverted. Yeah. And so, um, that was surprising to me. Haley was very surprised to hear that that was my lowest score. <laughs> I would not have expected that <laughs> okay. at all. So here I am. Just <laughs> my Here's our challenge to you. We would like you as our, uh, newly found listeners, uh, take the test. And we want to know, we want your feedback. We want to know if A, you find it helpful, um, B, if there's any surprises, C, kind of do you find it accurate? Again, not sponsors. We just found it to be a very useful tool mm -hmm. to kind of do some self-assessment. Um, I think moving forward, it will be helpful as I, you know, as we interact as mm -hmm. colleagues. Um, and then we mm -hmm. hope it's helpful for y'all as you interact with your clients, with your colleagues. Um, and, and even at home, even on a personal level. So that's, uh, this, that's this episode's professional development tip of the episode. Yeah. Try it. Try it. Let us know what you Definitely. think. Definitely. Oh, what's that? Do you have the address in front of you? Yes. It's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash big five spelled out B I G F I V E dash test.com. And again, to Lisa's point, exactly. It, you know, working together in a professional scenario, it's nice to know um, our own personality types, um, especially, you know, knowing that, um, for example, if somebody was extroverted versus maybe they scored low on an extroversion, meaning they're more of an introvert. That's helpful to know because somebody might come to the office and be chipper and ready to talk and somebody might not be as receptive. They're more, you know, go to the no talk office. No talk before 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or before coffee, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> first coffee. Coffee first, yes. So just understanding, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. that's their personality. Yes. Or, you know, likewise with the agreeableness, mm -hmm. um, knowing that Lisa is more agreeable, it might be good for me working with her to say, okay, so if we were gonna play devil's advocate, what would that look like? Or, you know, getting that other perspective. Uh, so again, implementing it in your personal, professional lives for a self-development tool and to help understand others, we think will be very Take valuable. it, let us know what you think. Let us know how you're gonna use it. Maybe it's just yeah. a good point of conversation in a firm meeting or, you know, business yeah, you meeting. You can take it to your staff meeting, you can take it to your HR director and just be like, hey, here's my strengths, here's my weaknesses. How can we better put that to use um, here in our firm, here in my practice? It might be fun to take engagement. with your spouse. All right, so <laughs> are you ready for this? All right, here is our monthly wait what moment. So. This shocking statistic about divorce. Did you know, Haley, that since 1990, the divorce rate for people in the age range of 50 to 70 has more than doubled? Wait, what? I know. <laughs> more than doubled. 50 to 70. What do you think that is? Well, I guess my initial take would be what's happening with these 50 to 70 year olds mm -hmm. that's making them want a divorce. Yeah. And at that point in your life, right. you are yeah. planning for retirement, potentially. Maybe you've held back things in your life that you decide you're not gonna hold back on anymore and sure. decide yeah. that, um, I don't know, I, I think 
we had a conversation leading up to this episode where I believe one of the top reasons for divorce is financial reasons. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're just ready to be independent and financially independent and uh, take responsibility on for yourself. Yeah. I wonder if, um, you know, given the fact that now most, I mean, the majority of households are two income households, that it has been empowering to spouses Mm -hmm. to at this point go pursue their dreams. Perhaps they've raised their children. They've stuck it out for the sake of the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's now it's my turn. Yeah. Right? My turn to be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, guys? What do you think listening? Yeah. Do you think that that would be a reason for the statistic? Or what are we missing? Yeah, exactly. What are we missing? Because today? to me, that was very surprising. At that point in your... In, well, I'm not there yet. But at that point in your life, <laughs> at that point in your life, you'd be like, you know, this is kind of where I'm at. Like, this is how I perceive that I'm gonna ride out the rest of my days. Right. And in, in a traditional so, sense, yeah. it was more that we're just gonna buckle down and Absolutely. get through it. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. We can't get a divorce now. Right. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Let's know what you think. Again, communications at iobar.org. What do you think is leading to that, in my opinion, pretty surprising statistic? 50 to 70-year-olds, their divorce rate has more than time for the final segment of this episode, and that's going to be our case study. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. So our case study, this episode is from an Iowa Court of Appeals case. It's case number 22-0001, and it was published in October of 2022. We actually chose this case to deal with the divorce theme, and it came from an article that was published in the December 2022, January 2023, the Iowa Lawyer Magazine, titled The Inevitable Demise of Common Law Marriage by Ben Chapman. And one interesting fact about this is, did you know Iowa is only one of eight states in the U.S. that currently recognizes common law marriage? Wait, what? <laughs> Another way, what? Another way, what? <laughs> only eight? I did not. I did not. This, this was new information to me um, as we were preparing for this and mm-hmm. as we were going through the magazine process that I did not realize that there are literally only eight states in the country that still currently recognize common law marriage. I thought it was common. Turns out, not so common. Right. Yes. And what would we know? We're we're in Iowa. Not attorneys. (laughs) We're not attorneys. Again, the ongoing disclaimer. (laughs) Yes. And so the interesting piece of this is the fact that having the common law marriage and the need to potentially prove common law marriage can make a case much more complicated and potentially longer than it necessarily needs to be, which is probably why the other states have just done away with it abolished it yeah so yeah um this specific case so yeah. this tell is me what kind of, happened this tell me what happened okay 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 tell me, in. Tell me what happened so a couple went to costa rica okay. had a wedding ceremony on june 5th 2013 but no marriage license or application was submitted okay so, so basically we're all hanging out on the beach saying i do correct okay carry on yep all right got it They signed a prenuptial agreement on June 18th, that same year. So just a few weeks later, that's when they actually signed their prenuptial agreement. Okay. 
And then about a month later on July 13th, that same year, they obtained a marriage certificate in Las Vegas. Okay, so I'm just going to retrace our steps. Mm -hmm. We're on the beach. We say I do in front of our friends and family. Correct. Then we go get a prenup. Yep. And then we go to Vegas and we get a certificate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I'm with you. Great. And okay. so then the couple actually filed for divorce in 2020. And the dispute was the actual date they were married to determine if the prenuptial agreement was effective. Gotcha. Okay, and so one side argued that the ceremony in Costa Rica met the criteria for common law marriage and therefore the prenuptial agreement that would have been signed subsequently was invalid. Right, because they would have signed what was a prenup after, after the ceremony. Right, should have been a postnup. At right, that point. at that point, yeah, mm -hmm. one would think. Okay, all right. And then the other side argued that the prenuptial agreement was valid and signed before their marriage date of July 13th when they received the marriage certificate in mm -hmm. Vegas. I see that. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you want to hear what happened? What did they decide? Okay, after so a three-day trial. Three days of trial. 59-page divorce 59 decree. 59-page decree. The court said they were married on July 13th in Vegas. Okay. And therefore, the prenuptial agreement was valid. Okay. So you're not married till you're married, married. That's what was just decided you, in this case. Okay, so just because you mm -hmm. say I do on the beach, mm -hmm. you're not married till you're married, married. Correct. Okay. Yes. Which brings huh. us to wondering what satisfies a common law marriage. This I've always heard there were like what two or three different. Well, I don't know. Is it even legally binding? Like two or three different criteria that would establish one. Is that kind of still what the legal yes. thoughts are? Yes. Okay. According to my research, okay. there are three pieces that determine if you have a common law marriage. Okay. So one, there must be an agreement that the people are married. Okay. Two, the couple must live together continuously as spouses. And three, the couple needs to present themselves as publicly a married couple. Okay. So when you're introducing, this is my wife or this is my oh, husband. Okay. okay. Even though you don't have a certificate, but you still live together and you okay. live together continuously. And for, is there like a certain time frame? See, that's the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Some research led to believe that maybe it was like seven years that determined, you know, now it's a common law marriage. Yeah. But according to the Iowa Legal Aid website, it says there's no specific time that the couple must live together to meet the second requirement, which is living together as continuous, continuously as spouse and that it applies uh, in our conversation today. I think this um, attorney that worked this specific case, mm -hmm. Kelly Gossingla represented uh, the plaintiff in this case and said the case law is inconsistent in whether common law marriage exists which makes it difficult to advise clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would really complicate things if you're, it's not yeah. very straightforward. Right. I think from a client's perspective, from an attorney's perspective, and probably from the court's perspective, it would make sense. Again, not an attorney. Uh, it would probably make sense to just be like, yeah, I think it's gone like the way of the old days. Mm -hmm. That'd be my opinion. What do y'all think? communications at iobar.org. Let us know. Common law marriage. Common or probably shouldn't be so common anymore. Yes, exactly. If you ask the author, Ben Chapman, he would say there shouldn't be 
a need to prove a marriage. There's either a certificate or there's right. not. So I know that y'all didn't think we were going to have anyone join us at the bar for our first episode. Come here. Look who's here. It's our executive director, Dwight Dinklet. He chose to join us at the bar and we hope you will too. Now, at the end of each episode, we'd like to do our host's final thoughts. So Lisa, what are your final thoughts on this episode? So, um, A, I'm just excited that it's happening. And B, I was super surprised with my Big Five personality test. It was good to learn, and I hope that y'all find some benefit in that, like I did. Haley, how about My takeaway would be that, wait, what? <laughs> I know. Statistic, that there are so many um, people at age 50 to 70 yeah, getting age divorced. Yeah, it kind so. of was... It's kind of sad, but yeah. you know what? Also, but for them, go live your life. Maybe it's empowering. Free. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Definitely. So, okay. for a more serious take yes. on the law, definitely check out the Iowa Lawyer magazine or the Iowa Lawyer weekly email newsletter. You can find them on the Iowa State Bar Association website, which is just simply www.iowabar.org. And uh, um, one quick little shout out. We also have now started offering the Iowa Lawyer magazine um, in an audio version. So you can go to like specific articles and then just click for listen now. And uh, yeah, you can hear Haley or I reading to you, which um, hopefully is a new benefit. So you can just do it while you're working out or driving because don't don't read and drive. That's terrible. So yeah, that's a, another new little exciting um, development from the, your communications department here at the Iowa State association yes and please let us know what you think we are open to your feedback yes. maybe you have ideas for future topics mm -hmm. maybe who knows you'll be joining us at the bar here soon we're, we're here for you we would love to have you come join us we um we are just so grateful for everyone that has helped us get this podcast launched and we just want to give such a shout out to our colleagues that gave us technical advice and um also, MVM Consulting uh, provided a great service and gave us so much advice. Um, again, we're looking for more, so please don't hesitate to reach out. We're always here for you. That's right. Just reach out communications at iowabar.org. And thanks so much for joining us at the bar. Can't wait to see you soon.